Let's have a look. We are live. Good morning. So if you come in and give me a hello, if you're on replay, drop a replay. So what's the best thing to eat before exercise? That was a question I had yesterday. And someone went to, into a bit more detail yesterday. But in short, I think sometimes we need to take a step back and remember that if our goal is fat loss, more specifically, that unless we're doing like over an hour of really intense exercise and performance is really a goal, more so than, than the fat loss, then we need to consider what's our top priority in terms of our goal, because we have stores already. If we've got fat to lose, we do have a lot of energy that we can tap into. So if you're someone who, in this instance, doesn't like having breakfast, but they read so often that, you know, you've got to have breakfast before exercise to improve performance, which is kind of true, but true more so in relation to perhaps certain athletes who are looking for that 1%. Molinara, and, and even in this instance, even in this instance, some coaches and will always kind of favour with what the human being likes doing. Like there's some great runners out there, professional and, and up, who will get up and just run. Because despite research saying, oh, hang on a minute, for some people, they might get a 1% benefit from eating a bowl of porridge two hours before. That's just not what they want to do. That doesn't suit them. They don't feel. They feel a bit bloated. They feel a bit tired. They they don't like doing the adrenaline so high. It takes their mind off. It's not their routine. And routine and all these things are just as important. Because guess what? If they get bloated, tired, they might have to get up at two hours earlier to get it in. And they're a bit tired. They're lacking sleep. So all of these things start to come into it. So remember, if your goal is fat loss, don't think you have to have breakfast, especially if you're doing some, say, a half an hour workout, a walk, something like that, where you'll be surprised that, you know, marketing and all these companies, supplement companies quite often do a great job of thinking that we have to get everything lined up, like every pill going. But actually, sometimes you just got to do it. The best thing is to do it, especially if it suits you. I mean, if you did want something, something light, especially in the morning, like easy to digest, maybe keep fibre lower then, not that you're going to have, you know, much broccoli and Brussels sprouts first thing in the morning. You might, but, you know, something like, a protein shake, a banana, a bit of yogurt, a banana, something really simple if you did want to have something. And then when you're back, you can enjoy and sit down and take your time and have more fiber, more vegetables then and get more nutrition in. And one, you've delayed breakfast, which might be a good thing in terms of over the day, if you delay breakfast, that might delay lunch, that might delay the snack, that might delay the hunger mid-afternoon. So you've got to think about the bigger picture on here. And you might even find, like me, if I wake up and I exercise, it actually blunts my hunger for a little bit longer and as, as long as I'm planned say this is what I'm going to have when I break my fast I'm good to go Lara I much prefer running on an empty stomach yeah absolutely me too um black coffee and go yeah enjoy breakfast after perfect I'm very similar not everyone is but you know there, there's a lot to be said for that um you know just getting up and going you know black coffee get in and that reminds me the most important thing is probably what you had for dinner the night before because that's what's going to fill your muscles with glycogen, stored carbohydrates, stored energy, ready for today. So I hope that helps. Any questions, let me know. And I'll see you soon. One last thing, actually, if you've not joined our five-day free menopause mastery program, which starts on the 3rd of July, so Monday, 3rd of July, each day, small tasks, we're going to put together a step-by-step -step plan based on what the research shows around perimenopause, the transition, postmenopause, and what to consider postmenopause as well. So I've had a few questions um, in terms of, you know, I'm through all that now, but we're still going to be going through what the research shows post-menopause in terms of bone density, in terms of the things we should be doing, what the research shows there as well. So I'll put the link below in the comments somewhere. 
and um, you can have a look in on there. So have an awesome day. And